Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to Ask Pat 2.0, episode 1029. That is a really large number now. Like, it's crazy that we're over 1,000. It's just these numbers are very hard to say. 1,029. Thank you so much for being here. We got a great conversation today with June, who's looking to kind of shift a lot of the efforts that she has with her job job to her side hustle, which she wants to turn a little bit more full-time and begin monetizing, although she is making a little bit of money there already. How can she scale that up? And she's almost tapping out on the hours that she has available for that. So what can she do? Well, we're going to talk about that today and work through that with June. Awesome. Now, here we go. We're going to get into the conversation with June. Sit back and enjoy. Uh, Hey, June, thank you so much for coming on Ask Pat 2.0. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Pretty excited. Absolutely. This is going to be a lot of fun. So why don't you tell everybody uh, what it is that you do? So I am the founder of the digital workforce. So um, my company actually teaches people how to shift their career online. So most of the most of the customers or the clients that we deal with are um, corporate workers, office workers who have normally have nine to five jobs. Mm-hmm. Or it could be like maybe housewives or somebody who just got laid off from a job and they're like kind of trying to find out their way. And especially back in the Philippines, when I was still in the Philippines, employment was really tough. So what we try to do is we teach people how to find work online so that they can be location independent and, you know, just use their experience from the previous uh, jobs that they have and apply it for jobs online, basically. I love that. And how long have you been doing this for? Oh, um, since 2015, it started out uh, with just a few of my friends. And amazingly, I got so much, you know, good feedback that it kind of scaled up from there. My friends referred their friends and their family and it just grew. Um, I initially had like 40 people attended my first webinar. And then from from there on, I had like 200 students afterwards. So it's, it's really amazing. Nice job. Well, kudos to you for helping people in need. Um, because I mean, obviously, I went through a layoff back in 2008. And I had no idea what to do, and so it's great that there are people out there who are helping people like that. So just hypothetically, um, you know, a person watches your webinar or finds you on, on your website and wants to work with you. How do you, how do you actually work with them to, to help them through that? Right, so the first step would usually be that people would be looking at how to work online or how to get started. We have a free course, like an introductor, uh, introduction course mm-hmm. that you can find on our website, the digitalworkforce.com. You can start for free. And it's an introduction on where do they, uh, well, you know, what, what type of jobs are available in the market? How do they apply? How do they prepare their profile? How do they get paid and how to make it sustainable? Because that's the main concern for some people where I want to go ahead and start working online and they have this notion that it's just like a per gig kind of deal. And it's not, you know, it, it, this is something sustainable. This is something proven by myself, by my friends and my students, you know, that, that you can really shift your work from a, a regular office job 
to a completely remote work. You just need to know where to start and you start by taking the free course. Got it. And then are they are they becoming essentially like freelancers and consultant type people or are they are they are you teaching them how to build like a an online business and sell their own things like typically Yeah, so Go ahead. Typically it's sorry. <laughs> typically it's uh they they become freelancers. So uh, in the in the course, the, we give them ideas on what type of jobs they can take. Like maybe they were admin support before, like you know secretaries or something that works mainly with um, with admin jobs, mm-hmm. right? So for for someone like you, maybe a, a VA type of job would be or a VA position would be suitable for you because you're comfortable with doing office work and research and, you know, do uh, working on Excel and Word and that kind of stuff. And, and it, it gives you an, uh, an overview of what the positions are so you can see yourself in them and apply for it. Now, this could vary from, you know, a researcher like you were for SEO, for a graphic designer, perhaps, or maybe they they want to go into web development. That's possible as well. So we give them this roadmap that they can take, you know, depending on their previous experiences, because one of the main things is like I don't one of the main things that, that they are worried about is that. This is something very new to me. I have no idea what this is, right? Or where should I start? Where should I go? Mm-hmm. I only know X, Y, Z. But uh, the, the course basically gives them an idea. And, uh, no, you have experience. You work for 10 years for an, as an admin support. Did you know that there's also a need for admin support online? So, you know, this is where you should apply. This is how you should, you know, prepare your profile and blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's basically like that. But to answer your question, yes, most of them become freelancers. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, once they get a taste of what freelancing is like, some of them build their own businesses you know, uh, maybe they would go to e-commerce and drop shipping or it, it, it spins off from it starts off as a freelancing gig and then they become more later on. Nice. I like that. I usually when people come to me and say, hey, what's the easiest way to get started? How, how can I make money now? I need money now. Freelancing is typically the, the answer. And then really, really quick before we dive into um, what you need, uh, what is the URL just so people know? It is the digitalworkforce.com. The digitalworkforce.com. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, June, what's on your mind related to all this? How can I help? Right. So, I actually, so oh, my main job is a project manager and we're handling marketing projects. And um, I, I want to make this the digital workforce something that I can monetize right now it really is more helping people it's not and and that that is the goal of of the company it's for us to normalize the idea that working online is just as good you know as working in a regular office with a company it's just, mm-hmm. it, it is a job you know and but for some people and and I know this because I've been working as freelancer as an as a remote worker for 6 years there's still this stigma that when people find out that you work online it 
sounds so unstable. And so the, our, our company's goal is to, to help people, you know, have the idea that this is normal, this is a work, this is a job. But um, I, I'm having a hard time monetizing this. The free courses, of course, it's free. And we have an internship wherein people can go um, apply as an intern for 15 days and we will guide them through the entire process so that at the end of the internship, they will find a suitable job for them. But this is very time consuming on my end. Mm -hmm. And also, um, it, it doesn't really generate a whole lot of money <laughs> for right. me. It's like I feel like there is a, a glass ceiling for the people that I can handle. I can only handle at least 15 to 20 interns at a time. And I want it, it in this way, you know, it, it's very hard for me to scale up if it, if everything is dependent on me. Right. So aside from doing the internship, I, I would like to know what are the ways that I can monetize the this company, the, the website, basically. Are you getting paid for these the interns from the interns? Yes. So when they apply, they sign up the internship, and it's not really a whole lot. <laughs> and they they pay like ninety nine dollars to um to do the internship, and there is this there is a module that they need to follow. It is like a course, or it it is a course. You know, but it's a guided course and I check in with the interns every day, once a day. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the, because it's two weeks, you know, uh, I meet with them at the beginning and at the end of, of the internship, uh, there's a one-on-one uh, -on -one call uh, for us to evaluate, you know, when they started and evaluate at the end of, of the course when they took it. So uh, as you can imagine, the, the my I only have 24 hours a day. Right. Not just that, I also have my full-time job, which is even though it's it's remote, you know, but it is the one that I'm that is supporting me. That's where my income comes. And the digital workforce is is like my it's like my little baby. <laughs> my right. Company. No, I know. This is cool. Yeah. This, so this is like your little side project, and it is helping people. And yeah. you're already maxing out on essentially how many hours you can help people with um, yeah. the internship how many people are you helping through that right now or typically can you handle at a time typically I handle 15 uh, interns at, at a time um, but the I would open the seats for 20 people but so far the the batches that I've handled are either 10 or 15, 10 15. so and that's yeah, so that's a lot for you because of just the time Exactly. Yeah. And what I really want is for me to focus on instead of working for other people, you know, because I am a project manager for someone else, mm -hmm. which is great. You know, I'm also helping their business. It's not that I don't like my job. I actually love my job. I really That's do great. love my job. <laughs> Some people would ask, like, you know, like you, you kind of hate your job, and but you do it because it pays the bills. For mm -hmm. me, it, actually, I really like it. I'm very passionate about marketing. And but I would like to apply that same passion into my company because right. I want to build my income and generate it in my own company. So that's that's the dilemma, I guess, that I have. It's like, how do I shift my attention from the you know the job that I have right now, which I also love, to my company 
to make it stable and monetize mm-hmm. it and so that I can focus on it. As a project manager at your current job, do you have uh, people under you or people who you sort of help to do what is your, that, that the business owner wants to do? Yes, I do. So um, I, I have a team of people, developers, graphic designers, and also marketing staff that oh. does, that does uh, the job. However, I'm very much hands-on with the things that I, we're doing because the strategy mostly comes from me. So, sure. Do you like working with other people like that? Like, is that what you enjoy about that job? Yeah, I do. Um, because of this, because of this strategy, mm-hmm. that's mainly that's mainly it. It's like you plan out something and you set a goal, and then you hit that goal, and you kind of realize, yeah, that was because of my strategy. Yeah. That's awesome. It's I love kind that. of fun that way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's that's what project management's all about. And um so had you have you oh wait, okay. Maybe people hearing this can see where maybe I'm going with it. Maybe you can too, but let, let, let's go back to the internship really quick. Um mm-hmm. in the fourteen day period that you are working with an intern, mm-hmm. what what what's required from you? You said you check in with them every day and then and um what what's taking up the time? Right. So basically the internship goes like you need to do time blocking. So you block the time because what what I mentioned, the most people that I that I work with have full time jobs. They're they have nine to five work. Right. Um, the the only way for them to actually find time to apply for a job online is if they block their hours. So I'm a, v- a very big fan of time blocking. <laughs> and that's the reason why I can handle multiple clients at the same time because I block my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how, what I apply on the internship. Like you need to block two hours of your time every day and I will check in on you on that hours and tell, you know, and, and see what you're doing and how are you progressing and, you know, what are the stuff like this and that. It's like monitoring them during that time block because otherwise um, if if you don't, ask them to block the time, it will never happen because right. they already, they're kind of maxed out already. I'm working nine to five. I have family. I have personal things. I have blah, blah, blah. And so it's very difficult for them to actually, you know, sit in the computer and work two more hours, right? Unless right. someone is there to coach them and ask them, do this. And this is what you need to do during those hours. Got so it. that's, that's so- uh monetization um, obviously can happen in several different ways. Um, and I think that what you're offering is, is great for your students. You have a free course for people who just, you know, they can't, they can't pay you yet or they don't, they're, they're just getting started or they just find you and you know, you haven't built a relationship with them yet, but you can still help them through the free course, which is great. And that's, that's self-guided, right? That's, that's on like, that doesn't require mm-hmm. any of, any of yes. your time. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's self paced, self guided. It's completely up to them. I like that. And now I can pay though uh, you to get a little bit of handholding along the way. Which anybody who wants to go through a transition, or especially those who have a pain, um, that's that the, they they would pay for that because you know they want answers now. They want to move quickly, and you're offering them yeah. that for for ninety nine dollars uh, for the two week period. Um, so a couple things here. Number one. Does it have to be you that's actually helping those interns? Could it potentially be somebody that you train or perhaps somebody that you already 
work with to help. And that way you could, so again, the offerings are great. Here's how you make more money. You either begin to automate the process that's making you money. And so you could do that in a couple ways. You do that by hiring people to do those things. So I don't know if that's possible yet, if you want to do that, which it sounds like this is where my question earlier ties in, which is you just love to work with people and you can consider these people that you work with as like the people under you, like you have in your job right now who can help you with your interns. So that way you're able to scale because you said you reached a ceiling. This is how you break that glass ceiling. Uh, That's one way to do it. Number two would be to automate some of this. So you could get more hours back, which would allow you to help more people. If, for example, let's say the emails that go out are uh, automated every single day and you only respond to people when they have questions kind of thing. So, you know, using software or tools or something like that to do some of the work for you. And if you don't know if that's possible, then what you do is take the life cycle of one of these interns and write down every single step along the way. And then you might be able to start to see, oh, this doesn't have to be me. This Mm -hmm. can be a software. This can be something else or, oh, I don't even need to do this. And so that begins to allow you to to do that. Um, and then the other the other thing is you can increase your price point. And right. if I'm working with you, like, or if, if you're spending two hours a day with me for 14 days, that's 28 hours. You're essentially saying that it's, it's like the help is only three dollars and fifty cents an hour. Yeah, that's that's also because it was something that was very new back then and you also needed to consider that my clients were actually Filipinos and they can't afford like a 200 $300 so I think that was one of the considerations that I had before when I started it out I have never increased the price point but you are definitely right that's something I bet you could double or even triple it June um and especially now that I mean, it sounds like the audience is a little different now. The economics of, of that audience are different. And what's going to happen is for me, a, 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 a $99 to get daily help from – like it doesn't – like I'm like, you're, it's only worth $99. Like it's not – it must not be that valuable, right? Where the perceived value of what it is that you're offering could be much higher. And then what's really cool is like as you increase this price point, like yes, there's going to be people who won't be able to afford it. You can either send them to the free course or have something in the middle. Maybe the $99 is the automated internship where they still don't get access to you, but they get a little bit of handholding through the tools and through, you know, it's just, it's just a better, it's not self-paced now. Now it's, you know, 14 days and now you will have this. And then at the 300 or 500 or whatever, you can experiment with the price point. That's when they get access to you and get the handholding. And now, even if you get, Three, if you if you help three people at five hundred, you're making the same as if you were helping fifteen people at one hundred. Do you see? Right. Well, and then yeah. you, and then you'd be able to better help them. They're more likely to follow your directions. You're going to get a better clientele that way. Um, now, one thing I was thinking that might be cool is because the the big promise here is that you will find a job, you'll get a gig or whatever at the other end. Maybe there's a way that you could structure it such that you know they pay you know two fifty up front to work with you and then they learn the skills, they, they go through the process and then you also say, and then it's, you know, or, uh, how was I structuring it? It's, you, you say, for example, that it's like a $500 internship, but you only have to pay 250 now and when you get your position, your your first job, that's when the other 
half would be due so that you could soften the price a little bit by doing that. And people, if they if, if they go through this transition, they get their first gig. I mean, that's, that's huge what you've just given them. You've given them not just their first money online, but you've given them the motivation. You've given them the tools that they can now make more jobs with and have more gigs and that that two fit like $99 June is not it's not attracting me even though you know in most cases we we assume that oh we you know the cheaper it is the the better um it's, it's actually not true so based on all that I'm saying like what might be your next steps or what what where is your head at right now right yeah that's that's true um but I, I'm, th- I'm thinking I will have to evaluate, like, how much should I increase? That's also the challenge. Like, how much should I price it? And it, I, I have thought about this several times before. And, like, think, like looking at other people who has the same or somewhat similar courses than I am. And I, that's, I think that's a really – that's where I find the difficulty is. Yeah. Like, how do I price this? So that it's still something affordable, but also, you know, doesn't really compromises me and my time. I mean, yeah, that's going to take some evaluation. Like I said, I also would would consider um, the name internship like that word makes it seem like it's it's not as potentially prestigious as it could be. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, so I I would play around with that. I mean, you you are you are I mean, what is you're helping people do is. It's it's so valuable. I mean, if if I were to ask you, June, like working with you for fourteen days, like how valuable is that to the person? And you likely have students that you can go back to to help you with this evaluation. Like, hey, how much was this actually worth to you? Um, it changed or, lives. I can tell you that it did. Yeah, I I I I, I would have guessed that. And so, yeah. you need to increase the price point. Is and and that's going to be the easiest way to to make more money. Um, and help, you know, honestly, probably help more people because they're going to they're going to go through it better and you're, you're going to be able to, to manage more people, too. Um, so that's going to take some some thoughts. I don't you know, these pricing models are going to uh, take a little bit of thought. I don't think we'll be able to, to nail it down today, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'm encouraged that you you under that you had already thought that I think th- hopefully this call is validation that that's the that's important to think about and, and to make a decision on. Right. That's true. Uh, one thing that I do would like to mention is that we tried, um, I, I tried handing over like the, the hand holding you know, uh-huh. to one of my graduates before that successfully went through the internship and got a job and mm-hmm. everything. Um, but the connection is very different because the when when people sign up they see me you know because i'm the one i'm the face of the company and they look at me as she was the one who was the promoting it and right. i'm the one who's really really passionate about it and most of the people that sign up are kind of expecting that i am the one who will be guiding them and so that's that that attempt didn't work as well as we hoped sure so Sure. That's something that we need to look into, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we've had conversations like this in Ask Pat 2.0 with others who are hiring a team, but then people don't want those people. They want the the main person. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, in that regard, it's more of a positioning 
problem. Uh, so, you know, people like if the expectation is to work with you and then they get handed off, that's never good. Right. It's like that's not yeah. what they expected. But yeah. if you up front say, you know, I'm going to be working with you. I have my team behind me. They have their superpowers and they're going to be making sure f- uh, we're going to make sure together that we could do this for you. And then then instead of you, you know, spending two hours every day with a person or something like that, it would be, you know, just a, just a little bit of time. They still see you, but then this teammate of yours would come in to also help. That doesn't come out of nowhere. It's, you know, it's, they're, 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 they're trained to know that this person is a part of the team too. And, you know, the, the, the other part of that is you're, you're not able to help more people because it's only you. Like you, like this person came on board to be another you and to allow you to help and serve more people. And man, June, like you're changing lives. You said it yourself. I think you you have to solve that problem somehow. um, Right. Because people need you. Um, They need you. Yeah. I agree. Cool. So (laughs) what are, what are some of the takeaways from, from today's call? I need to find some way to automate some of these tasks that I have uh, and uh, find someone that I could hand off uh, things that are not necessarily, you know, I need to do myself, like the follow-ups and sending out yeah. emails. Wow. This kind of stuff. You said it better and- than me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Basically, yeah. And also, I think I think you, you hit the head of the nail <laughs> you said that, that it's more about the positioning that i need to introdu- introduce my team mm-hmm. as my team as some uh, we we need to deal it collectively rather than just me leading the way it's us going together you right. know? so that when somebody comes on board it's not like oh i need to work with june because she was the one who led this blah 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 right, it's right. Not, it, it, and, that, is, and, and and i'm glad you said that because that affects the kind of person you hire. You're not just hiring, you know, random person who can do these tasks. You're, you're also hiring for personality, culture, and, you know, yeah. the kind of business you want to build. So that's good. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I agree. And then price point, right? For, yes. Most importantly. Right. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> most importantly, <laughs> the price point. I, I will have to evaluate that. I need to really sit down and spend some time. And this is really an uncomfortable um, topic or I think a subject for me, not just to discuss with someone, but to discuss with myself, because th- when I started the company initially, I wasn't really in it for the money. That's the thing, right? you know, right. I-, I was doing webinars and one-on-one coaching and all this kind of stuff for free. And, and now I'm putting a price point in it. It makes it really kind of uncomfortable. So Here, I here's what I would I do. do. I, I would go to some of your graduates and see mm-hmm. if you see if you can chat with them and just tell them, like, hey, you know, I'm um, I'm reaching a ceiling. I want to help more people. And, you know, I, I feel like that uh, one of the things I need to do is increase my price point. If I had made this two hundred and fifty dollars and you came and you saw this now that you've gone through, do you think it would be worth it? And I guarantee you, if you're changing lives, like you said, you're going to have people go, oh, June. Yes, absolutely. Like it's to- it's worth even more than that, and that should hopefully encourage you to realize that you're completely underselling yourself right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will get in touch with them. 
cool, Gina. I mean, maybe just one or two conversations. You don't have to send an email out and schedule yeah. everybody, but just uh, honestly, a couple conversations could do a lot of good. So, um, June, thank you so much for coming on and uh, opening up for us and allowing us to kind of dig deep. And, you know, I think it's super helpful for a lot of people who uh, are going through the same thing. So thank you so much, June. Thank you. Thank you so much, Isabel. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with June. June, best of luck to you. We'll follow up with you later on and see how things go and how you can start you know, putting a lot more effort and focus into your own stuff, which I know you enjoy, and uh, see how you might be able to scale the monetization efforts there as well. And hey, all of you, if you also want to get coached on ASPAT just like June did today, all you have to do is apply. I can't select everybody. I definitely can't select everybody, and I cannot promise I'll select you, but you know that nothing will happen unless you take action. And that, uh, I mean, June and men, most of these people didn't even expect to get selected. So that's that's the fun part of this. So go to askpat.com. You can apply right there on that page. And um, it just takes a few minutes to go through. And then I select them along with a few of my team members. And then we'll reach out to you if you are selected. So you can do that, askpat.com. And by the way, make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already, because next week we're going to be talking with Debbie, who has a very localized sort of I want to say brick and mortar business. It's kind of brick and mortar, but you know, a little bit online. But it's very localized. How can she scale and expand out into the online world and have access to more of the world? So we'll talk about that in next week's episode. Make sure you subscribe so you get that and the other episodes in the future delivered automatically to your vi- uh, your device. And um, hey, I just appreciate you so much for sticking around. I appreciate you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.